Hey, welcome to the Straight Sports Podcast. We're your host, Joshua and Tushar. In this podcast, we give our opinions on our favorite sports, which are basketball, soccer, and wrestling. So, topic one, which is going to be our only topic, we're going to review all 30 NBA teams, and we're going to give our midseason prediction grade from A to F. So, it's going to be very interesting. I'm not sure how Josh is evaluating this. For me, personally, I'm evaluating it on based on expectation, you know, what we expected from a team, you know? Is that how you're going to evaluate that, Josh, as well? Yeah, yeah. All right, that sounds awesome. So let's start with the Eastern Conference. We're going to start with the number 15 seat, the Detroit Pistons, who are currently 12 and 37. Um, I'll give them, I'll say, a standard C. I mean, this is kind of where I expect them to be, you know, especially with Cade Cunningham's, you know, season ended injury. So there's not really much I expected from them. You know, their best player is out. Killian Hayes is playing pretty good in this role right now. And Jaden Ivey and Jalen Durant are also giving some good minutes, you know, but. I feel like this is where I thought they would be. I just say standard C because, you know, it's not like there's no worse they can get and anything higher would have to be like in the B area. So I expect them to be where they're at, which is 15. So, yeah, what's what's your opinion on it? Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, when you talk about teams that are on the lower seat, they might, you know, it might be an assumption we're just going to give Fs, but we're going to obviously go based on expectations, right? Like we can't give everybody's Fs out here. I um, mean, yeah, for the Pistons, you know, I give them a grade of C. Nobody kind of expected them to be in the playoff hunt, especially with Cade coming in, being out for the rest of the season. Um, you know, we expect kind of this rebuilding uh, franchise to continue, but obviously they're just going to keep on moving up and building steps because they're definitely a still a few years away, I think, from uh, being a playoff team or, or something. But who knows, maybe next season or not. It just – Cade has to be healthy. Killian Hayes has been great. Um, they got a lot of good young talent. Dwayne Casey a, is a very good coach, so – I think it's going to be interesting, but yeah, as as it stands, it's kind of expected um, them for them to be in the lower uh, part of the standings. Number fourteen, the Charlotte Hornets, which who are currently thirteen and thirty six. Okay, so this team, I'm gonna give them a D. Actually, I mean, I feel like they're I don't know. I feel like this team was a solid team a few years ago, and they just regressed like for the past two seasons. I believe last season they were like what tenth, and now they're the second worst team in the East, which is, to yeah. me, a big step back. I do know LaMelo was out for some for a good period of time, but I feel like this team isn't isn't taking any stride in the right direction. I believe they're one of the worst teams in offense and defense in the league, and they're literally playing horrible basketball at the moment. So I don't know what they got to do, but this team gets a D from me. Like, what's your opinion on them? I think you're being a little too kind. I give them a, an F. Um, <laughs> um, you know, obviously no disrespect to that franchise, but obviously when you look at the last two seasons, you know, under James Borrego, which, again, I don't really understand why he got fired. And I'm not knocking Steve Clifford. He's a he's a good coach. Um, but, you know, they were the 10th seat uh, last two seasons, but they yeah. just lost in their first playing game. I think the first time they lost to Indiana and the second time I think they lost to Atlanta, but they were blowouts both times. But now if you look at them, they're the, they're, they're the 14th in the East. And what the expectation was, you know, at least for Charlotte and for that franchise, is that at least being the playoff on the playing hunt, but they're a really bad basketball team, one of the worst right now. Obviously, LaMelo's been in and out the lineup. He's obviously sustained an injury. So it's kind of tough. But with the, you know, the expectation for Charlotte was definitely not this. They they made a coaching change for them to be better. And then they got far worse. So it's a very tough time. But yeah, obviously, I'm going based on what I expected. I definitely expect them to be maybe in the 10th, 11th, like in that play-in hunt. But yeah, it's definitely shocking to see them, I think, fall this uh, low in the standings. All right, number 13, we got the Orlando Magic, who are currently 18 and 29. Um, I'm going to give them, uh, I'd, I'd say a C, 
C to C plus because you know this is where they're supposed to be. I mean, they're a young developing team. They have their future star, I'd say, in Bancaro. Uh, Jonathan Isaac also just returned, so they're. I feel like they're building for the future. They have a lot of young talent on the roster, and they're, in my opinion, going in the right direction. So there's, there's really nothing negative I could say. This is where I thought they'd be, and yeah, so I'd say C to C plus range. So I yeah, you know, valid points. I gave them a B. I think it's the fact that I feel like you definitely seen a jump from Orlando from previous years, and I think it's the bottom line. They found their guy. They found their number one guy, like you're saying, Pablo Bancaro, averaging twenty point seven. Points, 6.5 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 43.9% from the field. I mean, he's a special talent. They found their guy. They're very excited. They have a lot of good young talent. And for some reason, um, I don't know if this is a thing, but for some reason they own Boston, which I don't understand how is that possible. <laughs> they beat them three times already in the regular season, which I'm very stunned. Um, just based on regular season, obviously owning, you know, I'm just trolling. But but that's just surprising to me. But they beat some good teams. They have good players. And I feel like they're they're moving in that direction. Maybe a year or two down the line, they could definitely be a playoff team. So I think um, they're moving in the right direction. Definitely, I think they're still, ex- even though they're 13, still exceeding because they're a, like higher in the standings. And, you know, they're a couple games out of, you know, being, you know, the only four games behind of being the 10th seed, you know. So they're kind of in the mix a little far, but they're, they're playing good basketball. And, um, their team for the future, for sure. So at number 12, we got the Toronto Raptors, who are currently 21 and 27. I'm going to give them a C- minus because, you know, last season they were pretty good. They were fifth year, I believe. Uh, this season, yes, I know Pascal Siakam missed a lot of time due to his injuries, but I feel like in general they've taken a step back. Like, they're not the same team they were defensively. I feel like even with the defensive talent they have on the roster, I feel like they're just – not a step slow, but they're not the same. And I feel like they'll have to, like, I don't know, get into a new gear if they want to make a playoff push. But it's looking kind of kind of bad for them right now. So, yeah. Yeah. What would you say? I kind of agree with your points. I gave them a D. Um, you know, they were the fifth seed last season. You know, they played Philly. They won six games with Philly. Uh, Fred Fran Vliet was an all-star. Pascal Siakam. You got Scotty Barnes. The, uh, he was rookie of the year. So they, And you think, you know, they take – potentially a step forward or kind of be in the same mix, but they are 12th, they dropped. And it's kind of surprising. They got a lot of good talent. Like Fred Van Fleet's an all-star caliber player. Pascal Siakam, he's been balling. He's averaging over 25. Um, Scotty Barnes is, 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 you know, getting better and and things like that. So it's kind of surprising to see them kind of lower, but that can, you know, they also be, you know, obviously the East is getting stronger. I think they've had some injuries here and there, but I still think, you know, I gave them the D, but I still think they can probably turn it around and they probably still could be in the, the playoff mix because they got a good team, so they definitely can turn it around. But yeah, definitely disappointing. You you kind of kind of expected them to be far better than what they currently are. Number eleven, the Washington Wizards, which are currently twenty one and twenty six. So I'm gonna give them, I'd say like a C minus in that range, maybe even D a bit, because I feel like this team like they have talent on paper, but it's just not clicking to where I think it should click. Like they have Kuz, like they have Kuzma, they have Porzingis, they have Beal, even though he's only put out like a small portion of games this season. He's been hurt. They have Denny Advia. They also traded Rui Hachimura for Kendrick Nunn, which is another move I don't get, honestly. Like, you're trading away a talented young player for not a veteran, but I guess another talented young player, but I just don't understand. I think he's one of the better young players they have on the team right now. To me, that's confusing. Mm. I don't really see what what is this team aiming to do. Beal's out. Like, what is the goal? Because I feel like they're going to sit in this 10, 10 to 12 spot. Like, Last season they were what twelve seed, 
So mm. I feel like they're not improving at all, and they have talent on the yeah. roster. And also, I think last season as well, Bradley Beal, he elected to get maybe surgery or something that yeah, caused him to did. miss the rest of the season. And even that, like, I just understand, like, what, what this organization is doing. Like, to me, it, it doesn't make sense. I just want to hear your take on it. Yeah, and then we'll get back to the Lakers and that trade that happened. I definitely yeah. want to talk about that a little bit. But to, I gave them a C. I thought, for me, personally, I expected them to be here. I yeah. wasn't kind of expecting them to be a higher C. I think you had a little higher expectations, am I yeah, correct, I for the Wizards? Yeah, but the one thing I could say, the one positive that's coming out of this, yes, they're struggling. And I, they're still in the playing race. I think they could still make a playoff push, potentially. But Kuzma, he's shown he could be the second best player on the team. I mean, yeah. the man is averaging 22.7.6 rebounds, four assists, 45.9% uh, percent from the field. He's been he's been very good. Poor Zingas, he's been averaging similar numbers. Uh, I think he's averaging about 20-plus points. So they have the talent. They have the scoring punch. I just think it's about meshing up and bringing the pieces together because they have the talent, definitely. Kuzma, you know, definitely is uh, coming in probably for a, a huge payday soon or something because he's been playing really good. And yeah. I think the him, he was with the Lakers, and he had a huge part of coming off the bench. But him coming to Washington, I think, has been the best thing for his career. He's been spectacular. and feels like he's been just been able to flourish. Like you've seen guys like Markkanen. It was in a Cleveland situation where he was kind of the back, like a third, fourth, a backup. Yeah. Like not the main option forward, goes to Utah. He's balling. So it's kind of cool to see these kind of players that have the potential. You put him in a situation. And Bradley Beal's been there, but he was on and off. But Kuzma, mm-hmm. just recently against the Knicks, he, he put up a really good performance. So, And they won the game. So, yeah. You, you were going to say something? I said, yeah, I think, like you said with Laurie, I think Laurie was even playing small forward in – yeah, he was playing. They were playing like a big lineup. It was kind of get yeah. clowned of that lineup, yeah, but eventually that lineup became scary, though. <laughs> yeah, but it was actually very effective. When you know. Yeah, it was effective, but it got clowned, though, like in the beginning. Uh, but it was very effective. Defensively, it was a very good lineup. But, yeah. So, yeah, I, I gave them a C. I think they can still turn around, but, you know, definitely um, I just felt like average because I guess I expected them, for me personally, to kind of be in this kind of range or being in the race. But, yeah, before we move on – yeah, I wanted to know, like, if you had to give, like, a grade eight or F this, like, for the Lakers getting Hachamore and for the Wizards getting none, what would you grade that, like, for both Each teams? Team? Um, I guess I'd give the Wizards, uh, I'd say C, maybe C minus, because I feel like he's, one. like I said, I think he's one of the better young players on the roster. I think he has high potential, mm-hmm. like, and he has a really good ceiling. But I guess with Kuzma's, you know, ascension, I feel like, him being there would just take away minutes from Kuzma, I guess, you know, which I kind of make sense. And I guess the Lakers getting rid of none, which is a player. Was he in the rotation much? I, I really don't know, honestly. He was, but they have a lot of guards. Reeves yeah, so is hurt right now, of, but they have Reeves. Yeah. yeah. So I guess getting rid of none takes a guard out of the rotation, gets another big man, which I guess they need. And Rui's a versatile player. So I think the, the Lakers, they get a B plus for me. Yeah. So for me, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give the Wizards uh, like, like a B plus. Um, you know, for the reason that I'm not like, I think there's one thing that they don't really have a true point guard. They have some good players. Monte Morris is good. And I think Kendrick, we saw he, well, he would, when he was like, like they have another guard level. I think, yeah, he could, he plays a point. Yeah. He's, you could agree that he's more of a scoring kind of, he has more of a scoring punch when it comes to uh, playing. But when he was in Miami and he had a chance to start, he was had a very effective season, but then he ended up going to the Lakers. I think it was because. Well, I really assumed the Lakers were going to win the ch- maybe have a team to yeah. win the title. So I think a lot of people ended up taking pay. He took a pay cut. He could have got a lot more money if he would have signed somewhere else yeah, at true. the time because he came off a very high season in Miami. Ended up going to the Lakers. Obviously, didn't uh, formula. He was hurt the whole year. It then kind of 
it didn't formalize uh, as as planned. And then this season he's playing decent. Um, but I think for the Wizards, I think the main reason Hachimura and Kuzma kind of play the same position, it feels like they're completely invested in Kuzma as their forward player because he's been spectacular because they already have Porzingis. So if you want Porzingis to play the four, Kuzma at the three, then Hachimura comes off the bench. So this might be a good move for Hachimura because we would expect him to start potentially. I'm not too sure yet. Um, so I gave, you know, I would say the Wizards B plus for the Lakers. I mean, I got to give it, I know it's not a, like people would call it like, this is a move that changes them. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't put them in like, in my opinion, a contender, right? We don't expect that, yeah. but just the move in itself, I, you know, I think I Progress, give it a, right? like a B plus. I think it's yeah. a good move. You know, um, they have a lot of guards. Kendrick Miller was great for them, but they have a lot of guards. So the That's move true. makes sense, right? Like to get Hachimura, another guy who's versatile. He could score 13. He's not. Like, people are saying he's a bust and that he's not a scrub. He can play, right? So, I think I like the addition. He's going to bring some more versatile, you know, have another forward because they have a lot of guards. So, I think for both teams, it kind of benefits. So, I kind of give them the same grades. I don't think, like, either team has really won the trade. That's how I look at it. Because Kendrick Nunn this season was averaging, I think, like, well, he came off the bench, so his numbers are less. But career-wise, he averages 13 for his career. So, he's a good player. What do the Wizards gain out of trading him? Like he's one of the like I'm, he's one of the better young yeah. players. Like you're not a win now team. You're not. Yeah. There's no rush yeah. to. I to think it's more spot. with Kuzma, like because maybe he knows like yeah, he's not going to be a starter. Guarantee Kuzma's even going to resign. I think he will because he's playing good, and I'm pretty sure they'll pay him the money. You don't think he would? But he's also be... still under contract. I think he still has a contract. He still got like a year, maybe. I'm not I mean, too that's sure. True, though. But but when his time comes up, don't you think that he'll, he'll want to play for a better team, like a contender, maybe? Not too sure because sometimes maybe it's probably possible the Wizards can offer him the most money. And that's if they true. do, a lot of times he might take – and he's playing good there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's having that's a true. kind of that's a career true. season. So that's that's, that's why I kind of look at it. But it's an interesting thing. I mean, it's interesting the trade. It kind of didn't expect it came out of out of the blue, I would say, that yeah, kind of trade. out of nowhere. Yeah. But we'll see. Obviously, the trade deadline is coming up, so we definitely have those discussions. You know, we probably expect more trades to happen. So let's, let's, uh, let's move on. You know, number 10, we got the Chicago Bulls who are currently – uh, my bad. Did you hear that ring? Wait, from Your, me or, or from you? From me, because my dad called. I just put it on airplane mode. No, but just reset anyway, like just in case. Okay, okay. So at number 10, we got the Chicago Bulls, who are uh, currently 22 and 25. Um, I'm going to give this team a C-. minus. I mean... Uh, I mean, I know Lonzo's literally out. I think this entire season he's been missing some of last season too. I think he's one of their best players. I think he's a very key piece for this team, the offense especially. I mean, this playmaking defensively, yeah, yeah, literally on both sides of the ball. This is really the worst three point shooting team in the NBA. I mean, and that's kind of not surprising when you're led by Demar Rosen, who's known for not <laughs> taking threes. No offense to him. I mean, no shots, but that's literally a fact. Yeah, uh, he's a, a midi guy though. He's a he's yeah, he's, yeah, a he's a mid range specialist, mid range shooters in the yeah. league, if not the best, but. Uh, that's just the facts, and you you pair him with Zach Levine, who was a talented guard, but injuries have plagued him for his career. So I feel like this team is heading downward, not upward. Like I feel like they're on a slope and they're going down. You have an aging DeRozan, and whose main game is slashing, driving to the paint, hitting mid ranges, and you have a, a injury prone Levine, who's on a big contract at that. So I don't understand like where they're headed when Lonzo come back next season or whenever he comes back. Sure, they can be better, but like, what's the peak for this team? I feel like that year. What year? What year was it when they were like a really high seed, or or, or was it I last mean, season last they season they were six. That was the yeah, highest so they I went. Last, I feel like I don't know if they can get better than that, honestly, because the way I'm seeing it, 
the future's not looking too right for the Bulls. Sorry, Bulls fans, but I don't know. That's just me. So what do you think? Yeah, I kind of gave them a, a worse rating than you. I gave them a D this season. Yeah. I think last season, even <laughs> though, that. yeah, like last season, they, I think they had more injuries because Zach Levine missed a lot of time. Lonzo was gone, you know, for a good part of, part of the season. So, and DeRozan was just kind of, let's be honest, carrying. You know, he was doing an exceptional job playing at a superstar level, carrying mm-hmm. in the team. But this season, Zach Levine is there. Vucevic is there. DeRozan is there. They yeah. they have their their pieces. They they added Drummond. They've added some good players. A tragic, you know, um, you know. So I think they took a step back, but I I still think they could turn around. They got a good team, and and they they were the thing is, yeah, Lonzo was a very right. He's a very important piece. But since last season, they were they kind of not they didn't have him for a long period of time. Yeah, I didn't kind of take that into account. Obviously, Lonzo comes that elevates them. We got to see how he plays because obviously the injury concern for Lonzo is still there and I don't think it was expected to be this bad but I'm hoping Lonzo recovers quickly because we know how important of a player he is for this franchise but they definitely took a step back you know Uh, but they could like I said they have the talent to do it but it's surprising they have three guys and for some the thing with the Bulls is so interesting their record against these top tier teams is good like they're beating (laughs) Boston the like they have beaten these top tier teams have a good record but for some reason when they play these of course, no offense, the teams that they're expected to beat, they lose all those games. So it's very mm-hmm. interesting. It's clear that they can compete with the best, but when it comes with overall record, that's why they're three games under 500. I don't know what's the the formula going on there, what's cooking up there in Chicago that they can't figure out a way to beat the teams that they should. So it's very interesting. But again, I didn't expect – I'm not having them as contenders, but I did expect them to be a little bit better. But uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so let's move on. Number nine, got the Indiana Pacers, who are currently 24 and 25. A, A plus, the maximum rating, whatever is the highest rating this team gets it. I mean, what a story this season. I mean, Halliburton coming in, arguably the best playmaker in the league. One could argue in the guard position, I'd say. But literally, this team is literally surprising everyone. They're playing good basketball. And... They're just fun to watch. I think that's that's the thing. Rick Carlisle coming from Dallas. I mean, I believe this is his second second stint in Indiana. Is it second year? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, his second year in Indiana. I mean, he's he's showing that he has the ability to develop a team. Halliburton's playing well. Miles Turner's playing well. Buddy Hill is playing well. Even Benedict Matherin, who people some say is a sleeper for rookie of the year, he's playing good too. He I really he's is. He's balling. Last season, they were. I think what thirteenth? Yeah, last season last season they were thirteenth. And this is a big jump for them. They're headed in the right direction. Good young team. Great young talent. And yeah, they're headed up in the right direction. So congrats to them. What are your thoughts? Yeah, hundred percent agree. Um A plus. I mean, obviously people you might be surprised. Given a nineteen A plus, there was no expectation that they'd be here. Um thought they were kind of rebuilding that's what kind of the potent thought was and now they're in the playoff mix they got a shot at it they found their guy Tyrese Halliburton absolutely spectacular uh you know this season we just talked about it recently that's why we both have him on the all-star team right yeah. to make it because he's been spectacular he's averaging over 10 assists the man's playmaking abilities is exceptional and also Benedict like you were saying he's been balling he's been a great pickup sleeper pick definitely for rookie of the year if it wasn't probably for Pablo he probably could win it he's been nothing but spectacular um, and yeah, this kind of, I think, uh, and Rick Carter's doing an exceptional job with this uh, with this team, kind of bringing the best out of them. They got Tyrese, Buddy Hill, Miles Turner. They got a good mix. I know Buddy and Miles have been a, a lot in the trade rumors. 
but they have a really good mix of a team right now and, and the chemistry, everything works. So I know they've been on recently a losing streak, but still it's very impressive for them to have this kind of record at this time. They're a very good team and, and they're fun to watch. Tyrese has, has been absolutely spectacular and he definitely deserves to be an all-star. So, uh, okay, so let's move on. Number eight, we got the Atlanta Hawks who are 24 and 24 currently. Um, I'm going to give this team a D. I mean, uh, you know, with the addition of DeJounte Murray, I expected them to take a, not a leap, but be better. I know last season, I think they were eighth seed as well. So, yeah, I mean, they, they got bounced. in. The, yeah, they yeah. lost, I think, in the first round to Miami, but they were yeah. ninth seed, but then they that. had to go through the play-in and they won both games. Yeah. So not so, not obviously too different right now, but I expect them to be a bit better. Like, obviously, defensively, they've taken a jump because of DeJounte's ability. But I feel like offensively, like, the impact that I expected, like, these two playing together to have, it's not really there, you know? And I feel like, that I don't know, maybe it'll take some more time, but how much more time do you need? But before the playoffs, you know, All Star break is on the way, and I feel like I, I just feel like it's not meshing the way I thought it would mesh. Like I feel like they're they are a good duo potentially, but I'm, I'm not seeing it really on the court. And you know, the John's cons issue. I feel like he's been in trade talks for the last two seasons, so I, I don't know what they're doing. I feel like this team can be better. I feel like they they should be better based off the roster. They have a lot of talent on the roster, but it's just not coming into fruition and and granted an eight seed isn't even bad but just from my expectations personally i thought this team would be better than they are so so what do you think yeah i gave them a d as well i thought you know when they were the eight nine well nine seed, but they were the eight seed when they got into the playoffs you know they lost you know when you add a guy like the john T. murray based on players they didn't really give up a lot but they gave up a lot of picks to get him so they they did mortgage i feel like their kind of picks and and a little bit of the future, you know, in a sense, and gave it all up for this guy, the John T. Murray, knowing that he was an all-star, one of the best two-way players in the game, um, yeah. had a spectacular season in San Antonio that uh, last year. You expect them to be better. Um, you know, you definitely think they should be a higher seat because they have the talent. Talent-wise, they could, could be with anybody in the East, but with this record, it's kind of disappointing. Um, you expect them to take a leap with the John T. and it feels like they haven't done that yet. Recently, they've kind of been on a win streak and I definitely feel like they could turn it around because they got the talent but it's been a little disappointing then you had the Trey Young and Nate McMillan kind of situation that happened um so I don't know how much that was affected but it, it's unfortunate but they definitely could turn it around but it's it, I think definitely um a lot of people expected them to be far better especially you Josh I know you had a lot of high uh hopes yeah, for Atlanta this season as you are a member of the Atlanta Hawks now <laughs> not <laughs> Wait, did you say you are? My bad, I didn't hear that. Clearly. I'm not. Okay, come on, say it. I know you want to say it. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> it was coming. Not saying it. All right, let's move on to the team that I was right about from day one. The New York Knicks currently 26 and 23. What is your rating? And it shouldn't be nothing less than what I expect. Well, if what you expect is a B plus, then then yeah. We're what? So. What? You have to explain yourself. <laughs> I mean, go, go ahead, my listen, guy, go ahead. bro. I'm gonna give them a B plus. Like I said, I mean, yes, this okay, team okay. was. I need a reason. Last season, um, <laughs> you making me laugh? Okay, yes, this team was 11th seed last season, and I mean, like, I feel like the addition of Jalen Brunson, like, I thought initially he wouldn't have this big of an impact, but he proved me wrong. He's playing all star level. I think he should be all star alongside Randall, who was also bounced back from the last season, where he didn't perform as well as maybe fans thought he should. So, to me, they both should be all-stars. They're playing at a pretty high level. They're good offensively and defensively. And there is, you know, 
some issues with, I'd say, inconsistency because I feel like they could play better consistently. And, you know, I just feel like this team is playing really good. Even compared to last season, they took a big jump. I'll give them B plus because I feel like they can be a bit better. I mean, seventh seed for this New York team, I feel like with the players they have and the the way that, you know, they're stringing together some wins, I feel like B plus is, is a fair rating. Like it's not like an A like like Indiana situation okay. where like uh, they turned around mm-hmm. because I feel like last season was off season because the season before they were in the playoffs. So I feel okay. like this okay. is just a B plus rating is fair. I know you're gonna say like, also A plus. So but before but before we I continue with the Knicks, I just wanna say uh again, uh Danny was the one who kinda provided us this uh yeah, this topic. So shout out Danny, you know, it obviously I know he wanted to be here. It didn't work out, but um yeah, he's the one who kind of gave us the idea, so we appreciate it, Danny. And yeah, so and of course the Knicks, I have to give them an A plus. My expectations are very high for the Knicks. I had them being a potential top six seed, which I am currently on the right track. But um, based on everybody's expectation, reading these like the Instagram and Twitter, everything like that, the expectation was the Knicks. A lot of people didn't expect them. They thought, oh, they probably not gonna make the playoffs. Maybe they will. It's not like. You definitely did not have high expectations. The reason I'm giving the yeah. A plus based on people's yeah. expectations, they've been exceeding people's expectations. They beat a lot of good teams this season. You know, they beat Atlanta. They beat just the Cavs yesterday. So they've beaten a lot of good teams. Jalen Brunson has been absolutely spectacular for them. I said his addition would be great when you play with a guy like Luca. You know, he obviously Luca deserves to be ball dominant because he's special. You know, that's gonna obviously not allow Jalen Brunson to get the touches. He he now he's running the offense. He's, I feel like, organized the New York Knicks offense, and he's an elite playmaker. I think he's proven that, a very good playmaker. Um, he's playing like an all-star. Then Randall, the guy we saw two years ago, has basically come back. And I think, now, of course, that goes credit to Randall as well for bouncing back. But I think as well, Brunson coming to the Knicks allowed, like, kind of Randall more freedom because now, you know, before he's facing a lot of double teams, the defense is different. Now with Brunson, there's a guy that, he draws a lot of attention. He can get people going, allow, you know, give Randall the ball in the post. So Brunson addition has, I think, tremendously helped the Knicks and made them a far better team that they were. And um, that's why I think they deserve an A-plus because a lot of people were criticized. Why would you trade your pick for for Brunson, this and that? But he's a young player. He's age, he's actually very young. So I think that based on what people said and that, I think they deserve an A-plus. But obviously... Could they play better? Yeah, but a lot of people, especially you, a lot of people said they're not going to make the playoffs, this and that. And Brunson has looked like the star that I I seen he could have been, but based on that, he's definitely exceeded probably 99% of people's expectations of like saying that he was going to be this good because he's playing at an all-star level. And number six, the Miami Heat, who are currently 27 and 22. Um, I'm going to give them a C, C plus maybe, maybe at max. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna restart. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them a wait. I'm gonna give them a C. I mean, last season they were the one seed. Um, surprisingly, I doubt honestly because I don't think they even have the 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 genuine talent to be a one seed. And that's not nothing to take away from them. But I feel like when you compare them to other <laughs> top teams in the East, honestly, Ray honestly, Allen for three splash. <laughs> this guy, but if you compare them to the other top teams in the East, like on paper, they really don't compete. And that and that's not and that's nothing to knock them, but. I feel like last season, I feel like they played really, really good basketball. Now they're playing, I feel like, which is around the level that they should be playing at. So expectation-wise, I give them a C because last season, they, they showed people that they're better than they than they look on paper. And then this season, they go drop back to, I guess, not reality, but to me, why I, I picture them being. Like, okay. and honestly, 
So, and they're pretty good defensively. We know that Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, led by led by those two. And I feel like the team is just okay. I mean, there's nothing much I can say. They they are a playoff team. I'll say that. How far they go, I don't know. But yeah, well, what's your opinion? Yeah, I mean, looking at them right now, I gave them a D. I think last season they were the one seed, so they definitely f- fell back a lot. They definitely lost some players. They lost PJ Tucker, but obviously they still have the talent. Jimmy Butler's an All Star, yeah, a superstar caliber player. Bam Adebayo is the guy. If he takes that next step, he has superstar potential. I just saw the game. I think against Boston, he played out of his mind. If he plays like that consistently, they're a real team. But as it stands right now, they're a very good team, but they're definitely not the team that I saw last year, which were contenders. Um, but can they improve? Yes. They have a good team. They're always going to be tough to beat. They're Miami. That's their culture. That's the way they play. But, yeah, I think they're still, uh, based on what they were last season, they definitely took, a, a, I think, a huge step back. And we'll see if they can turn it around. But also very cool movement. I saw uh, it was a fan who I think flew from very far. I don't know if you saw it, Josh. And, oh, like, shit. he found out that Jimmy Butler wasn't going to play. So he was upset. And then the Miami, he did it right. They gave him a signed jersey, and he eventually met Jimmy Butler. So super cool. And shout out to Miami for doing something super kind like that. Um, It's cool to see that he met, you know, his favorite player. All right, number five, we're going with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're 29 and 20 currently. So Cavs, I'm going to give them uh, I'm going to give them a B+. Um, I feel like this team is really, really good. Last season, they were the ninth seed. So, yes, this is a pretty good jump with the additions of Donovan Mitchell. I think this is literally a perfect fit for the team. They're playing really good basketball. Garland, you know, with his passing, his assists, Evan Mobley defensively is doing good along with Jared Allen. I feel like they have a good core, and I feel like they're heading in the right direction. Uh, B+, plus, I mean, like I said, I don't really think that, like, this is a progression that I kind of expected, honestly. So I'm not going to say A+. Plus. To, me, to me, A+, plus is more like a, like a surprise or like I expected this team to go like and improve. So I give them B plus because it's, it's nothing crazy. I don't think like happened here. So I give them a B plus. Mm-hmm. I went with an A plus, I think is the the fact that what they were last season, I feel like they're playing far better than what people might've expected. They knew they had the talent, but was it going to work? And there was time Garland missed some time and Donald Mitchell, you know, took over. They were even higher at a time. I don't know what exactly, maybe they're third or fourth or maybe even second. I'm not too sure, but Donald Mitchell looks like the superstar. He does not, you know, in Utah, he was great, but he looks like a whole different player here. Definitely, a, like, averaging 30. If he has to be a playmaker, can give those 10 dimes. He's been absolutely spectacular for them. And Mitchell's addition to this franchise has been absolutely great. Um, they have a lot of great players. So, I think and, – and they're a team that, whether you believe they're contenders or not, not sure, but they have the team, man. Like, they have the team to make a really deep run. They're very talented. Um and we'll see what happens. It's really nice to see Garland, Mitchell. They got Jared Allen, Mobley. I mean, the defense that they got with the offensive firepower, I mean, it's just, it's just scary. And number four, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who are currently 29 and 17. Um, I'm going to give them a, a B, um, honestly. Interesting. Uh, they are the fourth seed, right, you said? Yeah, fourth seed. So, yeah, they are fourth seed. I mean, last season they were 17, but that was a... Uh, pretty interesting season to say the least yep that's but, the right word to use <laughs> to say the least yeah, interesting but yeah they've obviously gotten a bit better you know they've gotten rid of nash which i agree with 100 percent. shout out steve nash though um they <laughs> also guy. they also they also promoted Jacques vaughn from assistant coach to head coach which i think was a good move and i feel like they're playing better they're pretty good offensively defensively uh ben simmons 
who is playing okay. I think he should be more aggressive on both sides of the ball, honestly. He's supposed to be this team's best defensive player and playmaker, and I feel like he's lacking in both areas, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Durant is out at the moment, which we know. Uh, this leads to Kyrie kind of picking up the slack and leading the team offensively, which I and think And Ben is. Simmons should be stepping up as well. I agree. Ben Simmons should be stepping up. He's playing extremely passive, and he's not the player that he once was in Philly. Even though the question should be asked, will we ever see that player again? I don't think so. Mm. But, yeah. B for me, uh, hopefully, uh, without KD, they can string together some wins. I feel like Jacques Vaughn is a talented coach, and it's, it's a nice change of pace from the Nash era, you know? From that Nash era. So, so what would you say? This guy. <laughs> uh, I, I'm surprised your rating. I was expecting your rating to be higher. I gave the Nets an A+. Plus. Really? Um, I think you might be shocked. I think it's really? because with the way they started this season, obviously they were 1-5. They had yeah, a lot of things going on, you know, the Kyrie Nash situation, effect, and then like everything was going bad. A lot of people when this before the season started, KD's whole drama. So a lot of people said, "Man, this team is a bust." They were talking about all this stuff and everything like that. That oh, maybe they can, but then it, all the questions came: Kyrie, Kyrie, does he want to play? Kyrie, Kyrie. It feels like the, it was just a media attack for for both of these players, mostly Kyrie. Yeah. And then you have Ben Simmons. That's even more drama that came with it. Um. And then once they fired him and then they had Jock Vaughn, I feel like the game against Washington where they blew out the Wizards in, in, in Katie's hometown by like 42, I think that really changed their season. They just locked into basketball. Then they started playing really good. And then, boom, you know, like it turned it around. Like now they're now people look at them and now nah, that's a contending team. This is the team we envisioned a few years back. It just never worked because a lot of injuries or this happened or this player couldn't play. There was so much things going on. So it feels like Jock Vaughn coming here brought some stabilization. The team just focused on basketball. And everybody's bought in, and they have good players. The whether you could say about the GM, seeing Marks, I think he's done a great job bringing in great players. <laughs> Royce O'Neal been per, he's been a great fit. The trade that they made to get him, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, TJ Warren, he made his debut late. He's been looking great. They still have Seth. They have Patty Mills. You know, they have Nick Claxton. They have a lot of good pieces, and I think he's done a great job bringing in the pieces. The problem is that that those pieces have never like with those stars not been able to play consistent is in in and off, but. Now they've been really good. I think just the thing is, we'll see how it goes. But they look like a contending team, so got to be um, got to be excited when KD comes back. Let's see how they can play. But obviously, they Kyrie's been spectacular I mean, against Utah and then Golden State. So I think the thing is, Kyrie's gonna have to keep doing his thing. But I think uh, Ben Simmons definitely has to step up, and they got some other players too. I mean, who stepped up? Royce O'Neal's been really good. I love that pickup for them. Uh, and number three, we got the Milwaukee Bucks, who are thirty and seventeen. I'm going to get them a B. I mean, um, obviously, Middleton has been out for a big chunk of the season. They're still playing well. Giannis is obviously putting up great numbers. They're defensively pretty solid. And I think that a B is fine for them. I mean, obviously, the Middleton, who's their second best player, arguably isn't available. So, I mean, they're doing the best that they can right now. And I feel like a B is a fair rating. Yeah, I'm going to have to – I gave them an A. I think it's just kind of expected. Like, I expected them to be a top C. Yeah. Uh, and this team really can't really assess them as, like, how, you know, w- what this team can be, you know, if they could potentially win the championship again. It's until Chris Middleton comes back, we know he came back, then he's been out again. So this team is really going to be assessed when Chris comes back. But obviously they're still playing really good basketball. And, yeah, so once Chris comes back, we'll really know this team. But obviously Chris makes them better. You know, you could – I mean, I don't know if Josh agrees or not, but I, I believe if Chris Middleton was uh, playing in the Boston uh, Boston series, I think that might have been a whole different uh, whole different series. 
Uh, so, yeah, yeah, this team, like I said, we'll see when Chris comes back. But they're just kind of expected. You kind of expect them to be a top three seed. That's just who Milwaukee is. That's the standard right now in Milwaukee. It's always been since Giannis has been playing there. Uh, number two, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. They're currently 30 and 18. I'll give them a B plus. I feel like this team is really good. Harden is still playing at a solid level. And B playing at an MVP level again. And will he win it? I don't think so. Max, he's also playing great. And I feel like the offense is coming together along with the defense. They're playing good on both sides of the ball. And B plus is where I expect them to be last season. I believe they were a uh, fourth seed. So this is a, a decent like Yeah, jump. fourth, fourth. Yeah. This is a decent jump for them. And I feel like if they keep this track up, they can be very scary come playoff time. So what's your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I actually give them an A plus. I'm giving out good ratings, I guess. <laughs> very high ratings. But I think James, you know, he really I feel like I've seen glimpses of the old James Harden. I don't know if people agree with that, but I've seen it when his first game against Boston. I don't know what he did, man. He just dropping people on the floor. Um Joe B looks like the you know best center in the East. I know, I said East for a reason. We know who the best is right now. No yeah. knock on Embiid. Some people believe it's Joel, but I still think it's Joker best center. But Embiid is the best center in the East by far. MVP always candidate, but will he win it? That's interesting. Uh, the benches got better. I love the addition of DeAndre Melton. You know, they uh, Maxi just keeps getting better and better. They have a very good team. Doc River, coach of the year candidate, is doing a spectacular job there. They're the second. Best team in the East, and I think based on people's expectations, maybe people thought, oh, maybe it might be Brooklyn or Boston up there, maybe some other teams, but they've been number two, and they look like, you know, maybe the team to beat in the East. I think people believe that's Boston, but they look very formidable. And uh, for Philly, their season is going to be assessed on playoffs. We know that. Uh, There's always pressure when you play for Philly. Um, But, yeah, I think they've been having a phenomenal season, but it's really nice to see all the pieces they got. They're very talented, like very talented. Number one, we got the Boston Celtics, who are currently uh, 35 and 14. I'm giving this team an A. Um, my expectations, as you know, I did not have them this high, especially with all the Udoka uh, stuff that went on. You know, that that situation, I thought that they were going to take a dip because I feel like his coaching was on the level, which it is. But obviously, Joe Muzala has stepped in and filled his shoes pretty well. He has Tatum playing at an MVP level. Jalen Brown is also playing consistently. And they're one of the best offensive in the league, in my opinion. I think they're a solid defense as well. With a lot of young talent. Last season, they were second seed, I think. And I feel like they're uh, yeah, they're playing really good. And, yeah, A for me. What would you give them? I give them an A plus. I mean, kind of <laughs> similar year. Yeah. But A plus, obviously, again, you had the whole uh, Adoka situation, kind of a lot of drama brought into the Boston organization. Um, and Joe Masula was kind of put into a tough situation. Um, and he's done an absolute phenomenal job. He's definitely coach of the year candidate. They're the best team in the East. Jason Tatum playing at MVP level. Jalen Brown playing at the all-star level that he that we know he can play at. Robert Williams, Al Horford, all the pieces they got. Derek White. The, the addition of uh, Brogdon, I think it was a huge piece. He's been playing great. Um, so, yeah, they just kind of, I think, definitely over expectation because you thought maybe they drop a little bit, but Joe Musula in Boston is it, not happening. They're still that top team that we know they are, and they look like, you know, right now you could argue they look like the best team in the Eastern Conference. So it's a definitely, it, they've definitely been uh, phenomenal. Now we're moving on to the Western Conference. Let's start with the 15-seat Houston Rockets, 11-36. and 36. I give them standard C. I mean, I kind of expected them to be here. Um, Jalen Green, talented player. Javari Smith, who they just drafted, I think he's he's shown some promise. He's a solid player, too. Sagoon, I think, is a really talented player. I think he's one of their best players, actually. 
But, you know, this is what I expect them to be. Like, they're not a good team. Obviously, they're rebuilding and they're developing their young players. So, I expect it to be. I expect them to be exactly where they are. So, I just say standard C. Yeah, I agree with you. I give them a standard C. Again, it's kind of the X. Ex- we're going based on expectations. Again, if you we're going to give low seats all Fs, you know, then it's kind of not really assessing it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, obviously, this was the expectation. We expect them to be rebuilding. I like, you know, their pick up Jamari, Jamari Smith. Definitely a player for the future. But they have a lot of good talent. Uh, Jalen Green has been very great for them, but kind of expected. I mean, I think this that's really how – I don't think there's really much to be said after that. It's just really expected, you know, them to be in this kind of situation currently. Number 14, we got the San Antonio Spurs, 14 and 33 currently. I'm giving them a B. Yes, we're losing I mean, They are playing games. pretty good. Decent. Um, yes, we are a rebuilding team. Yes, we are tanking allegedly. But I feel like we're still playing good <laughs> basketball. <laughs> we're still playing good basketball. Kelvin Johnson is developing really well. He's averaging like 21 points, I think. Devin Vassell, I think, is also progressing. He's hurt at the moment. Uh, so there's the issue with that. Jeremy Sohan, I think, is a gem. I think he's an extremely talented player. And he will be, in my opinion, one of the best defensive players in the NBA one day. Maybe that's a, a stretch. Maybe it's a stretch, but let's see. I feel like even though we're losing games, we're still playing good basketball. We're still being competitive. I think that's the best sign for young teams. They're developing. 36 so. by Kawhi, though. Just remember that. <laughs> very quiet, by the way. But um, Quiet. How you drop 36, quiet, but it's quiet. Way. But like I was saying, mm-hmm. I think... I'm not disrespecting Sohan. I know he's a good player. Yeah. But like I was saying, I think even though we're losing, we're, we're playing good basketball, we're competitive, we're close in these games, and I feel like that's the best thing. And hopefully this season will be like, you know, the past memory when we do get Victor Wembanyama with the first overall pick in this upcoming draft. Well, that's your hope as, as Spurs fans. You never know. Henderson could be on the board. But anyways. I know. Uh, Okay, okay. I forgot you work for the Spurs organization. But anyways, <laughs> number f- for me, I gave them a C. He's kind of expected they're rebuilding, but they have a lot of good young talent. Kendall Johnson has uh, gotten better and better. He's, the, I think, their best player right now. Vassell has been phenomenal. Sochan is still developing. He got potential. And I think, I don't know if Josh is going to agree with me, I still think they're, well, they were, I don't know now, but I feel like they were trying to find their Kawhi, the guy who can be I agree, yeah. that kind of player. Maybe they believe Sochan can be because he has the defensive ability, definitely has to develop that offensive game, but that comes with time. Kawhi came in with just a defensive mindset. Yeah. And I remember that interview he said with DeJounte when he told, like, DeJounte said, man, if you want to be on the floor, especially in San Antonio, you just got to focus on the defense and the offense will come because then when you're on the court, you got to play offense. So that was an yeah. interesting thing by DeJounte. When he talked about that, but um, yeah, it's kind of expected. Uh, let's go to number thirteen, the Los Angeles Lakers, who are currently twenty-two and twenty-six. I'm gonna give the Lakers a C minus. I mean, they're playing decent basketball. I mean, obviously, Anthony Davis has been out for a good, good chunk of the season, so I'm gonna consider that when I do the rating. Westbrook has been excelling, I think, in his bench role. So I think he's playing that role better. I mean, I think I think he's playing better basketball. Um. LeBron's obviously still dominating, which he will be doing until I think he retires, which is, I don't know when that's happening. But this season's kind of shown that it's not Westbrook. Like, it's not Westbrook wasn't the issue. He was a part of the issue, but it wasn't him alone. His new role, the team is still struggling. So I feel like C-minus is fair. I mean, expectations is where I thought they'd be. They're not really one of the better teams in the West. But with the trade for Hachimura, let's see how it impacts their season. I guess I gave a pretty harsh rating. Uh, I gave them an F. Oh, damn. Um, 
I think it's because, like, for me personally, I kind of had them making the playoffs this season, still being in the play-in, but have making the playoffs. And they took, I think, I mean, technically last season, were they the same? I'm not too sure, but I thought I was expecting a little better. Like, I didn't think they would miss the playoffs. You know, they're in the, I mean, they might not still, but they're 13th right now. They look, like, pretty bad. Like, you know, they, you have LeBron. He has, He's putting up big numbers. And, like, again, against the Clippers yesterday, he put up 46. I mean, he absolutely smoked us. But... The Clippers ended up blowing out the, the Lakers, and that has a lot to do with the, you know, the it's just, I think the roster, they definitely need three-point shooters, and I mean, I think they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams, right? So, um, it's 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 been tough, but I think, you know, I expected them to be like eighth or ninth, and, and them for be 13, I'm not going to lie, it's a little surprising. Even when they even had 80, I think there was a time they started the season with like one and eight, so like, even when they had 80, like it's, it's um, I think they haven't been uh, performing uh well i mean i guess maybe I'll, I'll push it up to d maybe it's too harsh still expect them to be a lower c but maybe not this low but we know the lakers have a lot of pressure they're one of a, a very uh their historical franchise when you play for the lakers and you're on a lebron james team you, you're expecting a lot so i'm not sure what's going to happen but the lakers need to make some big moves asap hachimura is a start but you got to make some big pieces because lebron i mean he, you know he's all about winning at number 12, we got the Trailblazers, 22 and 25. I'm going to say standard C. I mean, this is what I thought they'd be. Uh, this team is really just an average team. I don't think anything is too special about this team. I do have some talent. Jeremy Grant, Lillard, obviously, Anthony Simons, Gary Payton. But I'm not seeing anything, anything here, honestly. I mean, last season, they were 13th. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not seeing anything, anything special here. I still don't understand what uh this team is doing i mean i guess they're trying to get better but i'm not seeing any progress honestly dame is still there uh i feel like he should have been shipped out with cj and they should just rebuild because i don't see any anything that he can do with this roster it is good but not good enough so yeah what, yeah. what would I you mean, think i mean i agree as a standard c kind of expected them to be in this range they're a competitive team i mean they got a lot of talent anthony simons is, is, is a special young player they got you know dame is still there Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, but you know it's kind of expected. I don't think we don't you know we didn't expect it. Now if they were just like the I think there was a time they were the number one seed that was early in the season, but you know again it's kind of expected. You know they have a good talent, but we don't see them as contenders. Maybe they'll make the playoffs. They look like they'll be in the playing push, but yeah. At number eleven, we got the OKC Thunder. They're currently twenty three and twenty four, and I don't Josh. I don't expect Josh to give anything less than an A plus. Yeah, I'm giving them an A. Honestly, I guess A plus, right? <laughs> But yeah, this team is yeah. playing extremely well. They're playing competitive basketball. Last season, they were 14th. So that's a big leap for them, obviously. And I think Shy is playing at an MVP level. He's playing a really And they got a chance to make the playoffs. Team. I mean, you're in the 10th yeah. seat playoff, you know? So they, they can make a, a chance. Push. Josh Giddy also playing well. So is Jalen Williams and Ludor, obviously. But this team is playing really good basketball. Yeah. And obviously, we all know that Chet Holmgren didn't even play this season. So that's a piece. And when he comes well. back, star. I mean, not a star, but and all the picks that they got. Star. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and they have a tons of picks, stockpile picks. Shout out Clippers for that. But um, yeah. No comment there. <laughs> this is a good young team. Had a head in the right direction. So a, a for me, A to A plus. I agree. I mean, A plus. I don't think there's anything less. I mean, this team was we we're expecting them to be again low in the standing. But Shy has been absolutely spectacular. He's not just been a star. He's been a superstar. He's playing that superstardom level, averaging 30. He's been absolutely exceptional. There's nobody on right now. It looks like anybody tries to guard him, they can't stop him. Ludor, exceptional defensively. I like their team. Coach is doing a great job. 
and they exceeded everybody expectation we could kind of look at them kind of like the indiana story in a sense right 100 percent, 100 percent. so they've exceeded expectations it's fun to watch they're a fun young team to watch and they definitely have a chance for the playoff push play in push and they get the they get in the 10th seat 10 ninth you never know what happens play in is now that they have the play in it gives more teams a chance and the thunder have been absolutely six back through the season and exceeded everybody's expectations and number 10 we got the golden state warriors they're currently 23 and 24 Um, for this team, I'm gonna give them a. I don't know, like I, I feel like C minus. I'm I'm gonna give the Warriors a C minus. Um, they're playing really good basketball, but they're not really winning much. Like I, I know, but Curry obviously had that stretch where he was hurt for a bit. Uh, Jordan Poole's playing well. Kuminga's playing good as well. Clay's obviously working his way back. Um, Draymond is, is Draymond and yeah, there's not much to say. I mean, obviously right now they're not where I really thought they would be. So I give them a C minus for that. Not, not too low, but I feel like when it comes to playoff times and it comes to crunch time, they'll make a leap and they always play above their seating in my opinion. So I give them a C minus. I give them a D. I think they've not been very good. I mean, coming this season, a lot of people expect them to be a lot higher defensively. They've not really been that well, uh, good. Um, I think the players that they lost, Otter Porter, uh, Gary Payton, Juan Castano, Anderson, all those pieces, Damian Lee, is definitely having a huge impact on this team because they're trying to bring Jordan Poole and Kaminga and Moody. And Jordan Poole's been playing great. But you have Moody and, uh, sorry, uh, James, I think James Wiseman was sent back, I think, to the G League's not, I think, playing out as the Warriors expected, but they're being patient with it. But this is a team that, I mean, coming off a championship season, they're one of the worst road teams right now so that's very shocking when you even have clay thompson and jordan Poole. yes steph curry's missed some games but before you know they've you know kind of were like playing this bad you know before this season started you probably think oh you know they'll be fine even if they don't have curry for some games and then you see the nets and the knicks absolutely giving them a very uh, i think a humiliation game of just blowing them out by like over 30 40 so you expect the warriors to be, I expect the Warriors to be a lot better, but of course, can they turn it around? Yeah, they got Steph, they got Clay, they got Steve Kerr, they got championship pedigree, they got it all. So I expect them to be turned off, but they've definitely been one of the more disappointing teams uh, this season. And number nine, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're currently twenty four and twenty five. I want to hear Josh's, uh, uh, <sighs> Josh on this. As you know, I was high on this trade. Granted, they did give up a lot to get Rudy Gobert. Way too much. Let's make that very clear. That this would be a good fit. No disrespect, though. With the defensive ability of Gobert to cover up for the weaknesses that Carnathy Towns has on defense and vice versa. But from what I've been seeing from this team, the grit is an F. Honestly, this move might go down as one of the worst trades I've seen in my life. Honestly. Hmm. They gave up so much to get a player who is extremely limited on offense and defense, mind you, which is his calling card, his defensive ability, allegedly, by the way. But you pair him with Carnathy Towns, I'm thinking this is going to be working. It's not working at all. He brings nothing to the team on offense. His defensive numbers are looking like how they should look, I guess, but it's nothing special. Him and Carl, I mean, him and Anthony Edwards, to me, do not mesh. Rudy Gobert has zero athletic ability, in my opinion. Um, clogs the lane. And to me, it's not a fit. 
And I believe Rudy Gobert said that this team was contending for a championship. That's what his goal was, championship or bust, I think he said. That, that was Carl Anthony Town. Yeah. I believe I believe like one of them said championship or bust, like, like like you said. And it's just embarrassing to see this. How can you with a straight face see say that this team is going to compete for anything? Because I can't see them winning anything. They might even slip out the playoffs, in my opinion. This team is not good. Um, this trade is bad. I'm sorry. Rudy Gobert is not helping this team in any way. And it's, it's looking bad for the Timberwolves, man. Honestly, I'm, I'm sorry. F. 100% F. I think you came along. You finally came along. You joined <laughs> my side, which I've been trying to say for a long time that this is one of the worst trades in NBA history. I mean, this is F. The Minnesota Timberwolves made it to the playoffs. They were kind of a, a awesome kind of, I wouldn't say Cinderella story, but, you know, the, the, they made the playoffs. They were the seven seed. They could have beat Memphis. They didn't. If they don't make the playoffs or they don't win a playoff series this season, this trade is going to be looked at. They gave up. So, it's not the fact that they gave up all these picks. They gave up all, all their like key rotation pieces. Whether you, I think Joshua agreed this, Patrick Beverly was a very important piece for that team. And he got traded. Mm-hmm. Then a lot of other pieces got traded. But obviously we know Cat has been hurt. delo has been on and off. Not, you know, he's not been super consistent. Edwards has been great for them this season. Rudy Gobert, I think is just the role he expected. But I just felt like, you know, this trade, like the what they had to give up, like, you know, when you have all those assets in something and you're going to make a major move, you know, that's why Katie getting it traded. Like, this is the big reason why. Yeah, You're looking at what Rudy Gobert got and what they got, you know, for um, and what KD, the, the Nets are not going to make that trade. Like, hey, you're giving him five picks, but we deserve 10 or, or, or 20. You know, at that point, obviously no team really has that many picks. So I feel like this has been a bad trade. And, and they're ninth. Could they still make the playoffs? Yeah, but if they don't make the playoffs, I'm telling you right now, I don't know. Like, I still don't understand why this trade was made. Like, you gave up so much. And and Utah is the big winners here because yep. even though they gave up all these pieces, they got Laurie Markkinen. They got a all-star player on their team. I know that was from the Cavs trade, but still. And I think at Utah, like I said, if I was Utah management, this trade offer was given to me. i do it any day of the week. I just don't understand why this trade was made. I'm not disrespecting Rudy Gobert. He's a good player, but... This trade just didn't make absolutely no sense. You're locked for him for four to five years. He's overpaid as well. I mean, obviously, because he was eligible to get that money. But I obviously felt like he was overpaid. But anyways, we'll see what happens in in, in Minnesota. And number eight, we got the Utah Jazz, 25 and 25 currently. A plus. When this trade was made to get rid of Rudy Gobert and Adam Mitchell, I mean, I thought this team was done. Done in the sense that they would be a rebuilding team which they still are currently, but they're exceeding the expectation. They're playing well. They managed to secure an all-star from the Cavs in Laurie Markin, who was exceeded all expectations this season. And in my opinion, has the most improved player award on lock this season. He's taking a gigantic mm-hmm. leap. He's leading this team to good things. They're a playoff team. I mean, what can you say? Like, great coaching. And Jordan Clarkson has been again? phenomenal. Uh, Will Hardy. Yeah, great coaching by Will Hardy. Playing... Amazing basketball, and they're they're honestly a great team to watch. To me, one of the funner teams to watch in the league. A plus. I mean, they've excellently, perfectly pivoted from their two former stars into this new era, and I feel like it's better for them. And I feel like this team has a higher ceiling, potentially in the future, than what the other duo did. So, what's your take? I agree with you, Josh. A plus. I mean, you go from you know giving up your your cornerstones of your franchise, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. You, you get all these picks, and, and it looks like it's just rebuilding and po- possibly what it looked like. Oh, let's go get Victor. Um, 
the players they had Clarkson, they started Mike Conley and all that, and Laurie Markin just took a huge leap. He's been balling out, making threes. He had a whole offensive brilliance that he can put on the court. He's, I agree with your most improved player potential lock. Um, and yeah, like this has just been a like for Utah to find a star from that trade was just I thought incredible. And Laurie Markin, I think the big benefit when he's in Cleveland playing a small forward here has a chance to flourish, be the number one guy, and he's took that opportunity. And he's been absolutely spectacular. And Will Hardy's done a phenomenal job. Obviously, I don't know if you say eight seed deserves coach of the year, but the what he's been able to do there, I think he deserves some love. He's been absolutely spectacular. Obviously, come from the uh, a Spurs prodigy again. You know, Spurs just have a lot of gems, man. Uh, but um, yeah, I gotta give them an A plus. I mean, they're playing really good. They're fun to watch. They're actually just also just a fun team to watch. Like I, I want to go watch Utah you know, play maybe the Clippers and you see Don, um, Laurie Markin just put up brilliance. Like, they just, and Jordan Clarkson, always a six-man-of-the-year candidate. He's just so talented. Man, fun team to watch, man. Shout out Utah, man. So at number seven, we got the Phoenix Suns. They're currently 25 and 24. Yeah, so this team, I'm going to give them a a D. I mean, last season they were the one seed. Um, were people with expectations of them that high? I don't know, but they were playing great basketball last season. This season, they kind of fell off a bit. Um, they're not playing that great. I mean, I feel like they've just regressed in a sense. Like, I haven't seen much of them to to warrant any other rating. They're not playing as good basketball, and it's just not the same team, in my opinion. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the tension. You know, there was that issue where DeAndre Ayton uh, accepted the deal from the Pacers, but the Suns didn't match the offer, and now he's there. I mean, did he want to be there? I don't know. That could be contributing a bit. But I just feel like it's the team is not meshing the same. It's just something that's off, and it's you can see it clearly by the win total and whether they're on the standings. So what's your take? Uh, I think Josh being a little too kind, I gave them a, a F. I mean, yeah. they were the number one seed last yeah. season. I know they had a they lost in the playoffs in the second round being up 2-0. But they were the number one seed. I mean – they sh- probably, if you ask them, they probably should have been in the finals or at least the conference finals. I mean, I didn't have high expectations for the team, but, I mean, if you're the number one seed, there's definitely some expectations there. But, you know, I have to give them an F. I mean, then you see this season, they they completely fell off. They started off good. Obviously, I know injuries could, could play a role in that, but they're not the same team I think they were. And I think when it comes to the championship window, is it open? A lot of people think it's closed. I think it's closed. They have a good team. They're solid. They're competitive, but... They fell off a lot, like from first to seventh. I thought maybe they'd be in fourth and fifth, uh, like fourth seed or fifth seed. I didn't expect them to be this low. Obviously, again, they have injuries, so it's kind of expected. But they can be a fourth, fifth seed, but they look like a first round or second round exit team at, at best. At number six, we got the Dallas Mavericks, who are currently 25 and 24. Um, I'm going to give this team a B-. minus. Mm, okay. um, they're a solid team. Last season, they were the four seed. Um, but this team, I don't know if they know this, but Luka by himself can't take you all the way, man. I mean, he has to drop 40 points plus for him to win games, and and that's not that's not sustainable in my opinion. Yes, they do have some talent, but I feel like they got to make use of the deadline to, to add some more because it's not looking too, too hot right now. And yes, I will admit, I did not value Brunson that highly when he was at the team. He showed me different in the playoffs, and he showed me different this season. But it's looking like Luka could have used Brunson this season. He needs some help scoring-wise. And it's just not really looking 
too good for this team in the long run because I know Luka can keep this up, but teams are getting better and this team is looking the exact same in my opinion. So I just want to know what what's the plan for this team. Yes, I think there'll be a playoff lock in my opinion, but I don't know. Like, what are you what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I I gave them a a D. Um, I thought if you look at from last season, they made it to the conference finals. They definitely took a step back. A lot of people thought, oh, they got Christian Woods. You know, Christian Woods may be a better player than Brunson. They'll be fine. And Christian Woods not playing bad. He's putting up good numbers. But I felt like losing Brunson was big for them, and, and it clearly shows. Um, Luca's been have to carry this whole offense on his back. It's, it's been a lot of work for him. And how long is like okay, you can do this, and he, there'll be a playoff lock. But can he do this all playoff long? Is he capable of doing it? Yes, but. As it gets to, you might think fatigue, things like that can come in a factor, like having to do this all the time. They definitely need to make some trades in Dallas because, you know, they made a conference finals and right now they do not look conference finals material. They look like a first or second round exit team. But because you got Luka, you always got a chance, but they definitely got to, I think, make a trade or something and bring Luka some help because Luka is so talented. If you give him one all-star caliber player, like think of like a Paul George, I'm just throwing a name, right? He could win the whole thing. That's how talented he is. And number five, okay, I want to hear Josh's ta- thoughts because he, you know, he has some always some interesting takes about this team. The Los Angeles Clippers, who are currently twenty six and twenty four. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this team a a C, honestly, standard C, That's maybe fair. an C minus, but because you know, as you know, Kawhi Leonard last season, he literally was not playing last season, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel yep. like, you know, Ty Lue, obviously the 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 amazing coach that he is, he's pulling stuff together. And of course, is Kawhi playing this season, yes, but he's not playing back to backs. He's playing not limited minutes, but not as much. And I feel mm-hmm. like this team is good. Um, will they make some noise in the playoffs? I don't know. You know, with Kawhi's inconsistent playing, I don't know if the chemistry will be hundred mm-hmm. percent. But they have potential. They are obviously have one of the better rosters in the league, in my opinion. But I just don't know how it was going to match come playoff time. And I feel like they are a little, you know, weak when it comes to the, you know, paint defense. You know, Zubac is their main center. I believe he's one of two centers on the roster, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly. but uh, He's yeah. like and really the like, only one who plays. But yeah, yeah you're he's, right. He's the only center in the rotation. And I feel like they should use a trade deadline to maybe get rid of some wings because they have a lot of wings. Maybe try to get a big man or some other presence to, you know, play some viable big big man minutes uh for them because we they're known to run pretty uh, you know, perimeter oriented rotations. And I feel like they're a good team. That's why I thought they'd be honestly with Kawhi coming back and not playing hundred percent. So yeah, I I just say see. Josh, you'll be surprised by this. I thought you would give a worse rating than me, but I gave the Clippers a D, I think. You look at what they were expected, you know, championship kind of team. You know, I thought they'd probably be three or fourth. And I knew Kawhi with not playing back-to-backs and stuff. But then they went on a losing streak. They didn't look good, even with all this talent that they got. Lost a lot of games. they just currently been winning three in a row. I think they beat Dallas, then they beat San Antonio, and then they just beat the Lakers. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, this season, you know, just not what I expected. I thought it'd be a lot better, but obviously it comes down to the players not playing, chemistry in and out. Like you have to develop that. And it's just been a lot of, I think a tough time for even Ty Lue. And, and Ty Lue's doing a phenomenal job, but it's hard on a coach to just kind of have different lineups all the time. You know, we had John Wall. Now John Wall is obviously, um, he has an injury. I think he'll be back in two to three weeks. Speedy recovery to John Wall. He's a very important player to the Clippers. 
So I just think the Clippers haven't really been like playing as I expected. And I think it just comes down to Kawhi and PG just having to play more and more and more together and building that chemistry because this team is very deep. And I agree with you with the Zubats is great, but we only got one center. We could definitely use another center, like a maybe Miles Turner or something like that, because you know, we, you know, when we play again, we play Denver. You, we have no answers for Nikola Jokic, and, and it looks like Denver right now is the best team in the West. So we got to be better. We got to beat, I think, our Kryptonites because they own us for some reason. Um, so yeah. And number four, we got the New Orleans Pelicans. They're twenty six and twenty two. I'm giving this team an A. Um, yeah. Big improvement from last season. They were eight seed. Um, Zahn's playing well. Ingram's playing well. And I feel like even though they have had some injury issues this season, I feel like they're still playing good basketball, and they're one of the better teams in the league, in my opinion. And this team could be a threat come playoff time. I, I like the jump. Willie Green is a great coach. Obviously, it's been shown. And I feel like this is a great young team, and they're developing extremely well. So I'll give them an A for now. Yeah, I'll say, I mean, I just gave them A+. Plus. I mean, exceeded everybody's expectations. We know they have Zion. Zion's been playing great. All-star player right now. I think all-star starter. Um, You have CJ McCollum has been a great trade for them since he's arrived. Brandon Ingram, obviously, I think he hasn't played that many games this season. He's had a little injury issues. But they, they exceed everybody's expectations. They look like a real good team in the West, a team that can give some team a problem. And, yeah, they're, they're just – they look like a good team, and they're fun to watch. And the Pelicans have been looking up. David Griffin, the – you know, he's been doing a great job, and, and Will, Willie Green as well. So this team's just been absolutely phenomenal, fun to watch. And number three, you got the Sacramento Kings. They're 27-19. and 19. A plus. Yep. 100% A plus. I mean, mm-hmm. what a jump, man. What a jump. This was the 12th seed last season. The 12th seed. This team has they taken haven't made the playoffs a in a very long time. Literally. And I think they're... Shout out... Uh, what's that coach's name, man? I be forgetting this. The coach's name. <laughs> I forget it too. I forget so much coach's name. Isn't it Mike? Mike Brown. Yeah, there we go. Mike Brown. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're playing great basketball. Mike Brown. I mean, what a what a year he's having. Sabonis. I mean, people were questioning the trade because they did give up Halliburton, which uh, I feel like both sides are benefiting from. So I feel like they're both. Not yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the fit is obviously way better for Fox. Yeah. I agree. Um, Sabonis, I mean, I think he's an all-star this season. Kevin Herter, which was a great pickup. He's playing extremely well, too. Um, I feel like this is a great young team. They're playing well, and this is a great jump. Shout out to the Kings fans. It's been a long time coming, but I feel like this year you will finally see the playoffs. I mean, yeah, like like they're just looking really good. Like, honestly, there's nothing I can say. They're looking really good. They're playing good basketball. And, yeah, congrats to the Kings fans. Shout out to Sabonis. I think he's an all-star this season. And, yeah, shout out Mike Brown. Great coach. Yeah, I'm going to have to, you know, A-plus, agree with you. Mike uh, Brown is a coach of the year candidate. You look at Sacramento, I don't think a lot of people, I don't think I expected this at all. I thought maybe they'd definitely be a playoff team or a play-in team, you know, be in that push. But for them to jump number three, Sabonis is looking like the best player on that team. He's been spectacular. He's, I think, one of the most underrated big mans because he's very talented. Darren Fox, he's been special. He's averaging over 25. I think 24 points. Um, the fit has been great. Obviously, I criticized the trade, and I didn't give Indiana, like, the Kings a bad grade. I think I gave them a C. is because they did trade for an all-star, but for it to work like this, obviously the trade is working, and it's, it's very good what, what Sacramento. Then people question it. Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, just I think the trade-wise or not trade, but fit-wise were just not good. You have a lot of guards. They already they also have Devon Mitchell. They just got a lot of guards. Uh, Malik Monk is there too, so they have a lot of good players. 
and they exceeded everybody's expectations. This team has definitely been the biggest shock this season, and they've been playing absolutely spectacular basketball. And I think you're right, Kings fans will finally get, you know, what they've been waiting for—a playoff berth for for this franchise. And shout out, I think Mike Brown should be really should be one of the favorites to to be coach of the year for what he's doing currently. We got and number two, we got the Memphis Grizzlies, who are currently 31 and 16. I want to give this team a, a B plus, their second seed last season as well. Um, Jaron Jackson is also back, so they're playing better defense. Jaw is obviously playing amazing basketball. Um, his playmaking has taken a leap, in my opinion. Um, he's a little bit more consistent shooting wise, which obviously he can still improve at. But I feel like he's he's doing well leading this team. Desmond Bain, I think, is one of the best players on the team. Uh, lights out shooter. He's playing very well and pretty good defensively. Um, people, some people might argue that John Moran is in the MVP talks. I mean, we'll see about that. I'm not too sure about that, but um, I think this team is really good. Great young team, and I feel like they have a bright future out of them, in my opinion. So I give them a B plus. Yeah, I give them an A plus. I think I don't know if I think there's some people maybe thought you know they had they were the second seed. Maybe they fall off a little bit, but they haven't. They've been absolutely spectacular. The number two seed. I mean, they're pretty close with Denver to be the number one seed. You know, they did lose DeAndre Melton and, and not too many pieces, but they really brought back the same core. And I thought with a lot of other teams like the Clippers and all these other teams in the West, I thought they'd be a little down uh, ranking-wise, maybe fourth or fifth, but they've been number two. They've been very good. And I think their assessment is going to be playoffs. You know, can they make that next leap, maybe to conference finals or potential finals, whether, you know, I didn't say, you know, whether we believe it or not, that's what they're kind of going to be assessed on. And we'll see what happens. But the Grizzlies have been great. John Morant, um, you know, it just looked like, you know, that player that he is, an all-star player. You got uh, uh, Desmond Baines. He's been great. You know, you have Steven Adams, just a team, the coach, everything's just been great. And, yeah, John Moran, I said all-star, looks like a superstar player. So, yeah, the Grizzlies have just been absolutely great. Uh, number one, we got the Denver Nuggets, who are currently 34 and 14th, and I expect Josh to give a A-triple plus. Yeah, A-plus max rating. I mean, last season they were six seed, and I was without – uh, two of Jokic's fellow star players in Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. I feel like if you consider Michael Porter Jr. a star, but I feel like this team is taking not a leap because this is where I expect them to be. When with a full healthy roster, I think they're one of the best teams in the league. They're solid on defense with Aaron Gordon contributing on that side. Um, Jokic, I mean, MVP again, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see, you know, whatever team goes. I feel like this is one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. Uh, Jokic, in my opinion, generational talent, one of the best in the leagues, in the league, and I don't know what to say else. Like, this is a great team. They're playing good basketball. I feel like Jamal Murray is getting better as the season progresses, as is Michael Porter Jr., and I feel like this team is headed for a great postseason. You know, I, I, A++++, whatever you can give with max ratings, I mean, they're Thirty-four and thirteen. I thought personally, with Jamal Murray coming back, maybe you know it would take some time for them to build that. You know, to get everybody acclimated and get the chemistry going. You know, I thought they'd be third or fourth for them to be number one. Absolutely, the best team in the West. They've been spectacular. Nikola Jokic, MVP candidate. I think the MVP currently. Jamal Murray's been looking looking great. Aaron Gordon's been great. MPJ been great. Everybody's been great. Uh, KCP, I like that pickup they had. Great defender and a great three-point shooter. And uh, obviously, I think I said about um, Mike Brown, but Denver's coach, I'm going to make sure. I think it's Mike Malone. I think you could agree. Again, he's also should be one of the favorites to win coach of the uh, coach of the year. And he's been doing a great job. And Denver looks like a team that has a chance to win it all. I mean, the team, they have the team, and it's just about staying healthy and 
And yeah, that's really about Denver. But this team's been absolutely spectacular. One of the best teams. They're the best team in the West. And you could argue is Boston or Denver. They look like the best team right now. But Boston's obviously up there as well. But yeah, that concludes episode, you know, 31 of the Straight Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This was a very just one topic episode. But, you know, next episode we'll get back to, you know, wrestling and all the other sports we'll be talking about. But for this episode, just midseason prediction, we're interested to see. Me and Josh kind of had pretty similar answers, I think, right? But yeah. it was fun to talk about midseason. Let's see how these teams from midseason to, you know, the end of season, how different will they be? Will they be higher, lower? We're going to find out. But, yeah, you can – and, you know, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, again, you can follow us at Astros Sports Podcast on Instagram. But, yeah, thanks. And uh, we'll be, you know, see you in the next episode. Yeah, thanks for listening. Peace.